Investor Schooling is an education company located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Investor Schooling, the principals or their employees, are not licensed by any regulatory institution. Phil Falcone and Larry Steinhaus are not registered reps of any investment firm, nor do they sell any securities. Their advice is based on their experiences and the experiences of their students. They are not attorneys or accountants, and before using any of their advice, they suggest you check with your legal or tax professionals. To find out more, go to www.investorschooling.com. This show is previously recorded. Now, let's welcome Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone, your hosts for Investor Schooling Live. Good afternoon and welcome to Investor Schooling Live, coming to you from Investor Schooling Headquarters in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. I'm Phil Falcone here with my business partner, Larry Steinhouse. We are the founders of Investor Schooling. What do we do? We teach people about real estate investing and stock option investing. Call us with your questions now at 855-939-1137. That's 855-939-1137. That's right. We're a live program. We're not some recorded thing that runs a hundred times on the weekends. We are live. You can call us anytime. Don't even worry about what we're talking about. You got a question? Pick up the phone or call us. 855-939-1137. So Investor Schooling is located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, serving the Philadelphia area in a real brick and mortar building. We are local Philadelphia guys who are accessible to our students a minimum of two nights per week. If you want to learn this business, the real estate business, the stock shop option business, this is the place to do it at Investor Schooling. Yo, Larry, what's up, man? Mr. Falcone, I'm so excited to see you. I know you went to Florida the uh, last couple of days. Yeah, I just got back uh, late last night. I actually heard a rumor that you were looking at some property. Uh, there ain't no rumor there. You know damn well I'm looking at some property. Well, what? But I thought it was something really cool. What was it? Uh, it's it's a large commercial yet? property, okay. Okay. and I don't quite have it locked up yet, but I have put together a beautiful, creative financing deal with seller financing and subject to. I just need a, um, the seller to check with the lender to allow me to take over the payments and discuss with his partner about the seller financing. That's awesome. And I got I'm myself a, a killer deal. Uh, you know, you usually do. So, so I asked why I wanted to uh, check with you and find out all about what you were doing. Right. You know, uh, Linda and I went out. We had we had dinner with your wife without you there. And we we were find, we were finding out that you were having this amazing opportunity. Well, I actually went out and looked at four different commercial properties with uh, appointments I had on all four of them. Uh, two of them were, yeah, bat blank crazy. Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, wait, hold on. I can, I can, I can, I can help you with that one. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find it though. Hold on. I, I wasn't prepared this time. There you go. They were bat blank crazy. Oh, I, I, I'm off cue. What can okay. I tell you? So, uh, one of <laughs> one of the guys had zero personality. Thinks his park is worth about four times what it should be worth. So I went on the meeting anyway because, you know, meeting insane people is something that you do in this business. Absolutely. You, know? you see as many people as you can, and you make as much money as you can. You just you just go. You go on your appointments no matter what. I go on them. So I went out, I talked to a couple of people. One of, I I narrow I had four appointments. Two of them were ridiculous. 
they just their price was insane. Only a fool would have even entertained uh, talking to them. I'm going to keep in touch with those two sure. crazy people, but nothing is going to happen right now. Uh, one of them has a pretty substantially good deal that I'm very interested in. However, he's socially awkward. He seems to be, he's the kind of person who would be awkward by himself. Wait, was he wearing a mask? Uh, he wasn't wearing a mask. Well, but... then, he's, then he's, more, he's less socially awkward than most of the people nowadays. Okay, so he's basically telling me um, that I have to meet with his attorney slash oh CPA, and he needs to discuss this meeting, this important meeting, with his brother and his two sisters. And I said, well, I'm aware you have a brother or two sisters, a CPA slash lawyer. We discussed that two weeks ago. You haven't called them yet? Oh, right? that's amazing. So uh, I'm working with him, and that could be right. a potential deal for me. But the best of the four deals, I had an extremely productive meeting about an hour and a half, laid out all the guidelines for the way the deal is going to get structured, which incidentally includes about half a million dollars in financing. That's nice. Given man. to awesome. me as part of the purchase price. So um, provided that it all goes through, uh, but the seller himself thinks we have a deal. You are super excited about this deal. This is great. I'm well, looking forward to finding more, more about it. There's more than that. Actually, the topic of today's show, this is usually where I tell you what the topic of today's show is. Uh, I've decided to make the topic of today's show Phil Falcone. You know, th th that's a really good topic, you know, because <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about Phil Falcone. So, but, you know, one of the things that I have to say that a lot of people think about you, though, is... He sounds like a mafioso shyster. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that guy calls up, because I'd like to give him a piece <laughs> of my mind. Mafioso shyster, what you call one time, and then you never call the show? You know what you are? You're a chicken beep. Oh, wait, you know, you got to give me this, you got to, like, you know, signal me. Chick, say chicken. Chicken. There you go. All right, that's Now bad. we got it going. All, All right, right come. Why don't you call me a chicken Oh, that's, that's, that's a Morse code. You call up and you talk to one of my subordinates <laughs> and you tell him I'm a mafioso shyster, but you're too scared to call the show? So, Let me give you the phone number. Maybe you forgot you it. 855-939-1137. So if you're listening to the show for the first time, you're like, what the heck is going on? So Phil and I, we are real estate investors. We're stock options traders. But most importantly, we just have a blast on the radio. You know, we figure we have this time, and we just have a little bit of fun. But if you want to call in and talk to us a little bit about real estate, stock options, the presidency. I heard there's something going on with the presidency this weekend, which is going to be interesting, especially for the stock market. 855-939-1137 is our phone number, 855-939-1137. And if you'd like to come out and meet us and attend a free class and learn about real estate investing and stock options trading, you can go to Investorschooling.com. That's Investorschooling.com. And call us, 855-939-1137. So, we have a special guest. Yeah, we do. Are we going to talk about her now, or should we keep her quiet for a while? Because once we wind I, I, I'm her actually, up, I'm actually we're going to have a problem. I'm actually impressed that she's been quiet this whole time. <laughs> All right. You want to introduce our guest? My favorite student at the school. And Aww. I and I got to admit, I got a little bit of a thing for her. And I can only say that because... Her husband's outside in the car right now. I know, and, and he left the door open. Yeah, he did leave the door open. That's a no-no. That'll get you kicked off the show. Right yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> My favorite student at the school, Robin. Say, say hello, Robin. Say hi, Robin. Hi, Robin. I knew she was going to do that. 
I just knew she was going to do that. So I have to tell you, this is a funny, this is very funny, and I could see it already. So Robin is one of those people that never shuts up. But now she's in front of a microphone, and we're giving her something to do, and she's afraid to talk. We finally found some way to shut her up. I know. That's pretty good. We just need to put a, a radio microphone in front of her. So, Robin, why don't you tell us about, tell us about anything you want to tell us about that has to do with investor schooling or anything else. Well, first of all, I'm not afraid. I don't fear easy. I'm just being courteous. That's all. You're being courteous? Yes, I'm well, letting you By the way, guys... Damien online, Damien on Facebook Live says hi. Hi, Damien. Isn't that cool? That's another one of our students. <laughs> He's cool. Don't uh, don't worry about being courteous. We're not really a courteous show. I see. Really. <laughs> really. Yeah, but, and... but it is important to remember that today's topic is Phil Falcon. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and look at that. Ralph's walking in. Hey, Ralph. Hey, how would, are you? Would you mind closing that door? Yeah, you know, close that door. <laughs> you know, the door you left open that we've been that we've been yelled at before. Before okay. you know, all the noise comes in. Oh, by the way, we're on a radio show live. We should probably talk about that. Yeah. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we get back to the main topic, is which is me. I thought it was Robin. No, Robin's kind of like a an auxiliary topic. All right, we'll just let Robin talk whenever she wants. Okay. So Phil, let's talk about Phil. So okay. Phil, where were you born? Well, we don't have to go back that far. Okay, well, how far are we going to go? But I was born in a commercial piece of real estate. I, I heard that. Yeah. And then you went and home and two you... or three days after I was born, right. my mother moved me into a residential piece of real estate. Really? So you she... were born in real estate and you've been living in real estate ever since? I've been, I was born in a commercial piece of real estate and then moved to a residential piece two or three days later. That's pretty impressive. So, right. so, far, the, the, so far, the facts about Phil Falcone are extremely... Uh, Boring. Okay, well, let me keep going. So right. you think I'm boring? I just went to Florida in four days, looked at four commercial pieces of property, negotiated one and a half deals would be a good way to evaluate my trip. Came home. I was only gone four days. Made love to my wife like I was gone a year and a half. Okay? I mean, I'm talking I take care of business. Okay? All right. Well, then I went to sleep, woke up in the morning, playing tennis, beat. I won 12 games in a row this morning. That's the first time I've ever won 12 games in a row. The people who were playing against me, I wanted to go get them a box of tissues, okay? And then one of the guys that I was playing with, because I was playing doubles, one of the guys on the other team challenged me to a set of tennis, of which I beat him as well, six to five. Then I got in my convertible, drove all the way over here, and I only got three fingers cutting people off, driving in the convertible, three fingers. It's only a 20-minute drive. That's a pretty good record. But my favorite part is the fact that you brought me a coffee, so thank you. Yeah, I did stop to get you a cup of coffee. So thank how many games did you say you won? I won 12 in a row, right? On uh, a, te a tennis is in sets. You have to win six games. I won the first six games. I won the next six games. Then I decided to switch sides because I was really getting bored kicking everybody's butt. So just to remind everybody out there, yes, this show is about real estate and stock options trading. Today we're talking about Phil. You know what? I'm going to talk a little bit about Robin for a minute. All right. Because Robin's here. So, 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 you know, we have students on and we have students who call in all the time. And we always talk about, and I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, Robin, but we always talk about their success and how well they're doing and how much money they're making. I have to tell you, Robin, you've been a student for how long now? Well, I joined in September 2019. Okay. And you have not bought a house yet. No. And you didn't make a whole lot of money in stock options yet. No. You had a couple of good trades. Actually, yes. you and your husband had a couple of good trades, but you didn't make a whole lot of money, uh, maybe a couple hundred bucks at best. Yeah. So technically, you're a failure. 
No, I don't consider that. <laughs> but actually, no, obviously Robin's not a failure. I just teasing her a little bit. But, <laughs> but the reality is Robin has not been one of the, you know, she's been a great student, but she keeps going and going and going, right? Got to. So every week she comes back and she talks about another property she's working on. And I find that interesting. Now, you have one that you were looking at the other day that you wanted to talk about, <laughs> right? So you went to see a property, and where was it? Yeah, it was in Williamstown. Williamstown. Williamstown, New Jersey, ah, right? Phil. I heard of that property. <laughs> All right. But so, so, so go ahead. So now you tried to get in. Tell us a story about how you tried to get into the house. Because <laughs> you told me a little bit about it before the show, and I, I want to hear, hear it again. It's hysterical. Ralph picked you up and pushed you through the bathroom window. What happened? <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, we couldn't get in through the front door, so we walked around, and I saw a bucket. Home Depot bucket, and I turned it upside down, and Ralph threw me in the window. <laughs> That's hysterical. I've so, done that before, but I wasn't going to look at a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep this clean. So we came through the front door, and when I got out of the front door, I saw the lockbox on a railing right next to the door. So after you got in, you opened the door and found the lockbox. Yeah, I okay. really felt special. All right, so tell us about the house. You were trying to buy this house. Tell us about it. Tell yeah. us about how much it was. You don't have to give, obviously don't give the address, but tell us how much it was and what Why you decided you to do with it. Why can't you give the address? Well, because I don't want to give the address. Well, I want to give the address. Well, I'm not talking to you right now. Yeah, it's not about you, Phil. <laughs> Actually, about the Robin. show is about me. No, it's about Robin at I the moment. I write the script for the show, and I've decided that I am the main topic of the show. All right, well. So well, anything I do, say, think about, it's all part of the show today. Yeah, okay. He sounds like a mafioso shyster. <laughs> All right, Robert. Go ahead. Tell us, tell us what happened. Tell us about the, the house. Tell us what, what you decided to do with it. Well, we were driving through the area, and we noticed there were a lot of lakes there. And um, it seemed like a resort area that people live. That's awesome. Because there are lakes, and a lot of houses have beach beaches in their backyard. And they have little diving boards, you know, into the lake. So I went to go see the house. It's very sandy out there. So we went around the house a couple times, and I noticed it has a septic system. And I wasn't sure, but I saw something that looked like a pipe into the ground. So I, I eventually did call the township to find out about that area, and they told me that everybody has septic, and everybody's on well water. So I didn't know that. So I wasn't sure of the age of the house, but I prefer not to deal with a house with septic or HOAs. <laughs> so interestingly enough, so, wells and HOA. Yeah, and HOA. Yeah, well, yeah, wells and HOA. So, so okay. Those things scare you from an investment standpoint. No, they don't scare me, but they just appear to be more challenging than I, than it would be if I were to just okay. get a house and a. I also have issues with that stuff, but I would tell you this: uh, like, there's a lot of places that you're going to invest out when you're a city kid like me, grew up in the city. You don't even know what the heck a well or a septic is because they just don't exist anywhere within the city limits of Philadelphia. But if you go to places like Florida, you get a mobile home park, for example, that was built in 1950s. They've got six different septic tanks. They've got well water, which incidentally is free. Yeah. Okay. Now, it might be yellow and tastes like sulfur, but it's free, baby. So you take the good with the bad, Robin. Wait, yellow yeah, tastes too. like sulfur. Sulfur is free. That yeah. sounds very expensive to me. Sulfur is uh, in Florida. When somebody has a well, if you're driving around in your car, you can actually just drive down a street and you will s smell the sulfur, and that generally wow. means somebody has a well. Wow. That's yeah. Well, this wild. water may be. This water appeared to have a lot of iron in it because when we went in the basement and I saw the filter. 
the filter was full. It was orange. Well, not orange. It was like uh, the iron color. Yeah, so it's plastic actually, and that's typically the color that they are. But so, so it's funny because you, you know you, you talk to city people like Phil, and you talk to city people like Robin, and they don't know much about this stuff. And I have to. Well, tell I'm you, a Jersey girl. I'm going to tell you the same thing. I'm a city person too, and I didn't know much about it either until I started buying houses and started looking into it. So the first thing that I'm going to tell you about a septic system, the very first question I ask is, how old is the septic system? Or how how long ago was it before you replaced it or serviced it? A septic system that's anywhere from 25 to 35 years old or more is going to need replaced probably when you buy it. So that's the first thing you're going to do. You're going to look at that, and you're going to say $30,000 right up the top. Exactly. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with a septic system. They work. That's fine. The biggest problem may be that it's difficult. to. You have to move it to another place, and it may be difficult to find a place to move it. Uh, it has to what they call perk. And if it doesn't perk, then you can't move it. Then you're creating a sand mount in the same place, and it becomes a little more expensive. But it's not going to kill you. You know, as long as you have it in your budget and you know that it's going to be, it's, and you know it's going to be there, you're you're fine with it. Just don't don't be afraid of it. Wells are even less of a problem. Wells are just wells. It's what they are. And you're going to have these two things you may have to do with a well. One is you may find some bacteria in the well, and you have to put a UV light on the well system, which is about fifteen hundred bucks to install it. Frankly, I think the parts are about two hundred bucks. But you know, these guys want to make it fancy and and uh, and, <laughs> and charge you fifteen hundred bucks to do it, right? Well, I'll tell you uh, what little I do know about these things. Wells, in Florida, the there are licensed inspectors who are the only ones that are allowed to work on wells. And these guys come out, and it, they're a lot like a pool man to a certain extent. They put, like, chlorine in there. They, um, they, they inspect the components. They test the water. And some parks, some mobile home parks and some commercial properties that have uh, well water, uh, the inspector uh, must come out. Uh, he's like, uh, has to give regular reports to the township to make sure that the water is safe. And um, they, they have filtering systems just like a pool. They put in chemicals just like a pool. Uh, they test it constantly. So this is all part of the process if you have a well. You, you, you can spend a lot of money on a well depending on the shape of your well. And if you guys have any questions out there, 855-939-1137, you can call in, you can ask us questions, you can ask questions about this, about anything else you want to talk about. If you want to just say hi to Robin, that would be great. Robin would love it if you say hi to her. <laughs> just call, call us at 855-939-1137. Okay, so Robin, so you decided, did you decide to not to pass on this house? Is that what happened? Well, overall, my decision uh, is that I choose not to do it because um, I feel a little pressed for time. Maybe if I had another week to find some funding, um, Okay, I, I grant you another week. Yeah, you know, do you know how much time you have to find funding? Here's the answer to the question is how long do you have? It's until the seller says, hey, I, I'm fed up with you trying to find funding. I'm going somewhere else. Exactly. He's right. Okay, so suppose you sign an agreement to buy this house 30 days from now. How much time would you have to get to funding? I would give myself a day. Really, because I have a list already made up. Let me, I just have let to me call. ask you the question again. <laughs> Suppose I give you a month to buy this house, right? You, I'm going to make a deal with you. You're going to buy the house. You have a month to buy the house. How much time do you have to raise the money? Not a trick question. Here's the, here, listen, all the time you need. <laughs> you get a month. Yeah, 30 you days. you got a whole month to go raise the money. Yeah. 30 days. 
Yeah, you have all the time you need to find to to find this money. Yeah, don't worry about you finding. Know, and and if it's it, here's the here's the here's the secret to, to finding money for a deal, and it's always going to work under one condition: if the deal's a good deal, you're going to find the money. Very easy. There's no doubt in my mind you'll always find money in a good deal. And here's the interesting part too: if you have a bad deal, it'll be difficult to find money, which might be a hint. So if you're having struggling finding, well, there's two reasons: if you if you're not doing anything to try to find money, like you're not making calls, you're not talking to people, you're not you're not networking, that's a probable poss po po possibility of why you're not finding money. But if you're talking to people and they're saying, oh, "I don't like the deal, I don't like the deal, I don't like the deal," they're telling you something. They're telling you you don't like the deal. So how much do you think? How much is the deal going to cost you about? Well, the numbers appear to uh, make sense because I would give the seller sixty-five thousand. Okay. Um, what do you got to put into it? The rehab would probably cost approximately fifty grand. And that includes a septic. No. All right. So now we see those numbers were there before I found out about the septic. Yeah. So you might have to add another twenty-five, thirty thousand to those exactly. numbers. Exactly. Yeah. You Why? might. Why? You might. Well, if the septic needs to be replaced, it may not that's be up to code. Well, for three hundred bucks, you can have somebody come out and look, yeah. take a look at the. <laughs> yeah, well, the, and that's exactly. And so, right. in this case, so it's a little vague, right? So, in this case, what I would do is I would say, yes, you know, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it as is. However, subject to a septic inspection, because you want to know, because right. if you need, because that that could be a major problem. Yes. But assuming it doesn't need it, okay. So let's say you would say sixty-five thousand plus fifty, right? And then, how much do you think you can sell this property for? Well, what did you say the ARV would go for? One eighty nine. I think one fifty eight was the highest comp, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Ralph? One eighty nine was the highest. One eighty nine. So one eighty nine, Ralph was saying. So one ninety. So you're looking at you're looking at you sure? about one hundred and ten, hundred and twenty to purchase it, and you're going to sell it for one ninety. No, the house is for sale for fifty seven thousand. Right. What did he? What did she say she was buying it for? 65. She said oh, 55. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't say no, 65. She said 65. 65 because I got an offer on the table for 63. One. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. right? But right. The, I'm, I'm roughly selling a house for a. Th I don't think the comp was 190. I thought the comp was like 158, wasn't it? Well, let's see, but let's go to one. Let's go to 116. Let's use that number anyway, just for, just for okay. me. Okay. I'm only making the point that I'm selling this house for about one third of the cost of the final repair, which makes it. A pretty good deal usually. Uh, the address is 101 Bellwin Avenue in Williamstown, New Jersey. Bellwin, like B E L L W Y N. Check it out on the MLS or Zillow or wherever you want. So let me tell you something interesting that I learned about wells and um, about septic. So uh, the the one mobile home park that I own, this tiny home park in Florida. When we first bought the place, there were all these RVs and these ugly trailers all over the place. And we, we sort of had public sewer at the street level. There were these little PVC caps, right? But we had to connect to them. So when we got rid of all these RVs and trailers, and then we would replace it with these brand new tiny homes. So you would be interested to learn that when a tiny home comes in or a trailer comes into a park, you actually go to Home Depot, you get some uh, cedar roof shingles, and you get some cinder blocks, and you get like different levels of block thicknesses. And then you take those things and you level off the home. You level it off simply by putting cinder blocks and stuff under it so you're taking the weight off the wheels, right? Now, this is the part that's really interesting. The water that is used in a tiny home or in a trailer home is connected to a we have like these pads and the pad has electricity it has water 
It could have cable. It could have some other things as well. And you connect your home or your RV to the pedestal with a garden hose. Mm -hmm. A garden hose is the actual technology that ha brings water into your tiny home or into your trailer home. Guess what brings in the electrical power? An extension cord. An extension cord. Amazing. And a, a regular old extension cord. You plug an extension cord into the to, to the module that's outside of your home, sure. and thus you have power. And guess what you do with the sewer line, right? Well, the sewer is over by the street. I hope that's not a garden hose, because so I would definitely blow hose. that up. That is not a garden hose. <laughs> you That, you have to do a little bit of work, okay? You have to dig a ditch. Right. So that you can, you know, if you've ever heard the expression, some things roll downhill, okay? You have to start at a high point and have it roll towards the public sewer. And you do that by digging a ditch and making sure that the pipe uh, dips a certain amount every foot. And you literally buy PVC pipe, glue it together just like you would any size PVC pipe. And that is how... A mobile home is put together by leveling it with cinder blocks, a garden hose, an extension cord, and PVC pipe. Okay. Does that pass code? It's allowed. It's allowed. Okay. As long what as it's you, allowed. Do you, Robin, do you think I would, me, Phil Falcone, would do anything illegal? I refuse to answer that. <laughs> Go ahead, man. It sounds like a mafioso shyster. <laughs> anyway. So, I'm actually, I actually was fascinated by that, Phil. I, I, I did not know it was, uh, it was that simple and that... Icky, if you want to know the truth. The uh, I didn't know it either. I found out because the guy I bought the tiny home park from, Gallagher 2, right. he had offered to spend a day and teach me how to hook up a home. So I brought the park manager, myself, and two other guys that worked for me. So the four of us sort of took turns doing it. And he did the first one with me. And then I did the second one with the park manager, and then some of the other guys chipped in to do it. We all sort of did it so we could see if and when you bring an additional home into a mobile home park, you have to know how to hook them up. And it was so simple. It was, it was ridiculous. Uh, concrete bricks, cinder blocks, cedar tap cedar uh, shingles Shins. underneath of it, and check it with a level. And we're like, yeah, we're good. Wow, we're done. Cool. Next home. Huh. All right. So... If you guys have any questions, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. You can take a free complimentary class, because it's free and complimentary, by going to <laughs> InvestorSchooling.com. And you can take the class. This is Thursday night at 7. We're actually going to go out to a commercial break right now. When we come back, we're going to find out why Robin decided not to buy this house, or maybe we're convincing her to buy it. It may actually be interesting. So, And then, and also, we're going to continue with the uh, Phil Falcone show, because you know it's the it's the, it's the topic of today's show is all about phil right so take us out and we'll see you in a few hi i'm phil falcone from investorschooling.com i'm inviting you to a complimentary class in langhorn this thursday night at 7 p.m i will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful as a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. So get your butt to this meeting, 7 p.m. this Thursday night, Langhorn, 215-876-3002, InvestorSchooling.com. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. You heard my partner, Phil Falcone, tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. 
We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. Be there this Thursday night at 7 o'clock in our Langhorn headquarters. Go to Investorschooling.com. Pull over right now. Take out your phone and go to Investorschooling.com. RSVP right now. Investorschooling.com. See you Thursday. I'm Phil Falcone from Executech Suites. I got a question for you. What do you get for $4.95 a month at Executech Suites? You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone number. You get the fax number. You get the internet. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you, whether you're in the office, in your car, or at home sleeping on a couch. You get the conference rooms. You get the mailboxes. You get the printer, the copier, the scanner. You get the janitorial service, the utilities, and free coffee. I know it's hard to believe that you could get all those things for $495 a month, but it's true. 67 Buck Road in Huntington Valley, Executech Suites. Give us a call, 215-942-7701, 215-942-7701. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. And I'm Phil Falcone from InvestorSchooling.com. Hey, what are we going to teach him this Thursday night, Phil? We're going to teach you how to invest in real estate so you can build a basis to get rich. And I promise I'm going to teach you stock options. So go to InvestorSchooling.com and RSVP right now. Right, Phil? We've been in this business for 30 years. We have amazing amounts of information to share with you. Get your butt to this meeting this Thursday night in Langhorn. InvestorSchooling.com. everybody welcome back to investor schooling live we are here that's right we are here we are here with robin scott she is one of our most popular students and we are here and it is the, it is the show is all about phil falcone today but but first we want to go back to robin and we want to find out a little bit more about this property so now you found out that it may or may not need a septic and if it does obviously you could back out of the deal so if it doesn't need a septic and you move on you're going to make about so it looks like sounds to me about thirty thirty five thousand minimum. Is that okay? Maybe yeah, well, that'd be well, fine. Well, Ralph, what did you estimate? The well, he's not on mic, but sure. <laughs> he's not on mic. He's not on mic. We'll, we'll talk into this mic. Ralph, what did you? What did Ralph is a construction expert. Ralph, what did you estimate the construction cost of of one hundred one Bellwin Avenue in Williamstown, New Jersey? I came up to forty eight thousand repairs really is that you doing a lot of the work because that sounds pretty cheap <laughs> uh no it's not with me doing the work it's with uh, contractors it's you're, you're going to bring in contractors forty eight thousand dollars and you're going to fix that house up okay well, so, I, if i no, if i did it would be a lot less if you did it'd be a lot less okay so so let's just do the quick math here you buy the house for sixty five thousand you put in another fifty thousand Okay, right. You sell it for a hundred and sixty thousand. Right. What do you make there, Larry? Who's doing the math there? I, I, I didn't do that math, but anybody out there got a calculator? But, but, call but, us up. Yeah, but but I'm going with about forty thousand after expenses, after uh, after the money, cost of the money, real Closing estate costs, fees, realtor fees, yeah, exactly, insurances, etc. So you know, I I don't think I, look anywhere. But first of all, if, if they make only twenty thousand and they make a mistake. And they make only twenty thousand. So what? They went to school, you know. We have we have students sometimes. We have people that we talk to that are own students, and they say, "Hey, you know, I only made fifteen thousand dollars in this deal." I go, "You only made fifteen thousand? It was the first deal." 
And it only made, that's fantastic. You made $15,000 and you learned uh, so much information that you could have never learned by us teaching you for hours because you actually sat there and you talked to the contractor, you found the mistakes that you were going to make, and that is the greatest part of this. So you have, have to get started. I have a vision right now. It. Robin and Ralph standing in the front of the school and Larry <laughs> giving them a giant, giant check, check that yeah. says $45,000 on it. That'd so yeah, awesome. what we do is we give people we we present people with giant checks when they do it really well. We've had some checks that were well over a hundred thousand dollars that we they're not real checks. I mean that's what people made, and we we illustrate it by holding that check. So by the way, in case you guys didn't realize, Ralph is Robin's husband, and he was sitting in the studio. He he didn't want to go on the air, but we forced him to go on the air, so now he's on the air. So if you guys want to call and you want to talk to Ralph. 855-939-1137. You could talk to Ralph, and you could say, hey, Ralph. And he would say, what will you say back, Ralph? Hey, whoever you are. There you go. He would say, hey, whatever you are. Perfect. 855-939-1137. And you could talk to us about real estate. And we're going to talk a little while. In a little while, we're going to talk about stock options and how the stock market is going to be affected by uh, this, uh, I don't know, so-called presidency, if you want to call it that. And we'll talk about that in a little while, too. So, Robin, getting back to you real quick. So, what do you think of this property now? Well, the first thing I'd like to address is when people find their find these homes that you know they may want to do a deal on, the first and foremost thing they should do is introduce themselves to code enforcement and permit inspector. Become friends with these people because they're always willing to help. And when they see you reach out to them, they know you're not going to be a shyster. They're going to depend on you not being a shyster and doing a deal on your own. So get out there and meet these people. Make yourself known. And don't be sneaky. Right, Phil? That was brilliant advice, by the way. I got, I, thank you very much. Yeah, people what get themselves you, in so much trouble. Yeah, what you said is interesting and concise and complete. And I never do it. <laughs> I didn't accuse you of anything. Of course not. But these oh, people in Williamstown, they know me by first name already. And I haven't even signed the paper. <laughs> well, the that's right. sure. So it's a good idea. If you can do a lot of pro properties in a single area, it's a good idea to do exactly what you said. Get to know the inspector. You know, there's, there's a guy in uh, near us. What's his name? R Randy, whatever his name. I don't want to mention his last name. The guy is such a jerk that the worst thing you could do is get to know this guy. Because he'll make your life miserable no matter what. That was the guy with the sign. Uh, the guy called you about the sign. You're talking about an Ivy Land? Yeah, an Ivy Land, yeah. Yeah, well, there, those, there's something wrong with those people. It's not the P, it's the one guy. That got one guy. But I don't want to get into that. But, but I just want to say, flowers. You know, you know, that, that's one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, we're supposed to be talking about the Phil Falcone show. Here. Yeah, so it's the <laughs> Phil Falcone show. So, Phil, so let's go to Phil now. And let's say, hey, Phil, tell us all about you, man. You were born in real estate. You moved into real estate. Then what happened? Uh, I pretty much grew up playing Monopoly. Uh, my mother was a very clever businesswoman who ran three separate businesses. And the most successful of her businesses was called Falcone Printing Service. So my mom would go around to doctors. Back in the day, doctors would write prescriptions on these pads. And they had to have their name, their license number. There was a bunch of information that had to be on there. My mother always figured, well, doctors have plenty of money, so let's go around and talk to every doctor. And she would go in there and say, by the way, here's a list of the 42 doctors that I'm printing these uh, prescription pads for right now. Now, I just want you to know that the Falcone Printing Service was located in my basement, 
And I want you to know that I never went down there and got the prescription pads and wrote myself any prescription. Never. I hardly ever did that. Never? Hardly ever. Oh, I, I was wondering if that's why, if that's why you came back so excited from Florida this week, you know, and, and so and so hyped up. I mean, you know, would you say you had sex twelve times this week? Oh no, no, no I'm sorry. That was you, oh, that won, was you won. You won twelve. You won twelve uh, tennis. No, games. I said okay. I took I care. I said I took care of business twice. Oh, okay. 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 And okay. I won twelve tennis games. Okay. Okay. I thought I got to mix them right. up. So playing Monopoly, that's how I first learned about real estate. You learn about mortgages. You learn about buying houses. And I, today, I'm a, a full-time professional real estate investor, and I do it exactly the same way I play Monopoly. Whatever I land on, I try to buy it, <laughs> whatever it is, okay? Yep. And it's pretty much what I do in my real life. You know that. You guys know me. So uh, I am a nonstop real estate investing machine. Addicted. He is addicted. I'm you addicted to real estate. Didn't you, didn't you write a book too, Phil? Yeah, I wrote a book called Addicted to Real Estate, Why I Can't Stop and Why You Should Start. Didn't you write another one too? I wrote another one called How to Buy Houses with None of Your Own Money, which is all about creative financing. And for you naysayers that are out there, and that jerk who called me a mafiosa shyster, I dare you to call up this show and talk to me about creative financing. 855-939-1137. 855-939-1137. You probably believe that you can't buy houses with none of your own money. So, back to the Phil Falcone show. In, in 1976, 19, it might have been 1974, I'm watching TV with my mom, and Carlton Sheets comes on the TV commercial. And he says, you can buy houses with none of your own money, and you can buy all the houses you want using these creative strategies. When the commercial was over, my mom says, What do you think, Phil? Do you think you can buy real estate with none of your own money? And I said, How the heck should I know? I'm nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like that. That's but, a great story. But little did I know that I, I did continue to have conversations with my mother about real estate and at one point i met a guy at a bar i was probably about 17 and back in the day they didn't have photographic driver's licenses right so i had fake id and wait let me get this straight you had fake ids you had prescription pads in your basement <laughs> you uh yeah 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 you, well you know me you should expect these things well, okay. Okay. So, by the way, yeah, I, listen. If you come to investor schooling, uh, go to investor schooling and RSVP for this Thursday night, you get to hang around this degenerate. Yeah, whatever. You'll never forget say. him. Okay, so <laughs> I met this guy in a bar who told me he owned some real estate. So I said, "Yeah, let's go check it out. I'd like to see what mm. you bought." He took me for a ride. He showed me a couple houses. I don't even remember the guy's name. I went home and told my mother about it. Right? My mother grabs a telephone and calls. I said, "Who are you calling?" She goes, don't worry, I'm taking care of business. She called some realtor that she knew. The realtor, she had the realtor line up duplexes for us to go look at. And in the Red Fern section of Philadelphia, if you're familiar with that area where George Washington High School is, this, this woman who was the realtor took me and my mother to go look at a bunch of duplexes. And then, so we looked at maybe like three or four places, and then we went back to her office and she scribed out, the realtor scribed out on a piece of paper for me 
how the real estate business works. You collect rent, you pay your mortgage, you pay your taxes, you pay your insurance, blah, 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 blah. And my mother had done this because she knew that she could get somebody else to teach me the real estate business. And all this happened when I was around 17 years old, right? And that, again, my mother teaching me Monopoly, then taking me out with the realtor, which I probably wouldn't have done myself unless mom had pushed me. And before you knew it, the minute I got my hands on some scratch, that's money if you don't know. The minute I got my hands on some scratch, I put it all into my first piece of real estate that I bought in 1989 at the age of 23. And 11 months later, I bought another building. So I owned five units in Northeast Philadelphia in my first 11 months in real estate. That is amazing. You know, I, I've known you for uh, about 15 years now, and I did not know this. I, I didn't know it was that. You, you, could, you don't have to raise your hand, Rob. Well, that's it's the okay. beauty of the Phil Falcone <laughs> you can, show. You can just talk. You can just blare in. You can just blare, just just go ahead and burst right so, right in. So Phil, All right, that's it, Robin. Is, we had enough. Since this is the Phil show, Phil, does your mom have any idea the monster she's created in you? Of course, my my mom has left this earth uh, about four years ago. However, my mom was my mentor and also wanted to hear all about everything I'm doing all the time. So I'm one of those mama's boys. I would call my mother uh, every day when I was in the car. I would always call mom and talk to her. And the first thing she would say, she didn't say, how you doing? How's your wife? How's her grandson? She said, what are you working on? What are you <laughs> working great. on? Right? That's and great. I'd tell her about my deals and how they're going. And she would you know, give me ideas and discuss it with me. She was like my advisor my whole life. So the lady just had business. She, when, when she ran the printing company, she did all the marketing. She did all the sales. She closed the deals. My dad would come home from dinner. He worked a full-time job. He'd come home, have dinner, and he'd say, boy, I'm really tired, and I'm looking forward to watching that baseball game tonight. Mom would go, you ain't watching no baseball game. <laughs> I sold three projects today, and they're all due tomorrow. You're working. And he'd have to go down into the basement and run the printing press for wow. three hours. So this is proof of what a mentor can do for you. Oh, and, that's actually great, yeah. And yeah. I have Larry Steinhouse and Phil Falcone, two Look mentors. Wow. And uh, one thing I like about this school is I meet with them personally. You know, I'm not talking to them through Zoom on a webinar across the country. This is hands-on, baby. You guys yeah. better come out here Thursday. We'll have coffee for you and just come check it out. And you get to meet yeah. Robin. May I ask you something? Why are you talking like this? The wow. real Robin is usually yelling at me and slapping me. Come on, where's the real Robin? You know, I gotta tell Robin? you something. She's got a really good radio voice, doesn't she? She's got a very sexy yeah. radio I'll tell you, voice. I'm She's trying. Ralph's in the room. Be careful. Well, you don't want to get in I mean, trouble. Ralph's a pretty big guy, and now that I know he's a he's a Iraq veteran, I don't really want to mess with him. But um, but he's a pretty calm guy too, so I don't think he's gonna get too. I could probably push him pretty hard before he gets violent. Yeah, he's so laid back, it's scary. Yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say that that would make me more scared because of how laid back he is. I would be concerned that he may erupt. It don't scare me. Well, any. it's possible. I am pretty good at aggravating people. Yes, you've done a really good job. So, should we go to a commercial break and then talk a little bit about maybe the stock market? Because we don't have to. Yeah, I think we should. Let's do it. I'd like Sounds to hear good. your stock picks. I've been in Florida for a week, so I missed them. All right, before we go, 855-939-1137 to call in. 855-939-1137. We'll see you in two minutes.
Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class in Langhorn this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. So get your butt to this meeting, 7 p.m. this Thursday night, Langhorn, 215-876-3002, investorschooling.com. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. You heard my partner, Phil Falcone, tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. Be there this Thursday night at 7 o'clock in our Langhorn headquarters. Go to InvestorSchooling.com. Pull over right now. Take out your phone and go to InvestorSchooling.com. RSVP right now. InvestorSchooling.com. See you Thursday. I'm Phil Falcone from Executech Suites. I got a question for you. What do you get for $4.95 a month at Executech Suites? You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone number. You get the fax number. You get the internet. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you, whether you're in the office, in your car, or at home sleeping on a couch. You get the conference rooms, you get the mailboxes, you get the printer, the copier, the scanner, you get the janitorial service, the utilities, and free coffee. I know it's hard to believe that you could get all those things for $495 a month, but it's true. 67 Buck Road in Huntington Valley, Executech Suites. Give us a call, 215-942-7701, 215-942-7701. Hey everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. And I'm Phil Falcone from InvestorSchooling.com. Hey, what are we going to teach him this Thursday night, Phil? We're going to teach you how to invest in real estate so you can build a basis to get rich. And I promise I'm going to teach you stock options. So go to InvestorSchooling.com and RSVP right now. Right, Phil? We've been in this business for 30 years. We have amazing amounts of information to share with you. Get your butt to this meeting this Thursday night in Langhorn. InvestorSchooling.com. Schooling.com show. Hey, Larry, how'd you like the commercial? Which commercial? The first commercial I saw. The, the one that's, oh the, oh, the commercial for the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, so actually, so I actually can play the audio for our audience. Do you, yeah, good. Do you have, do you have any other commercials or just? We're working on them right now. So, so here's you, what. The first one's the only one that's complete. Right, so here's what Phil's talking about. We actually have a TV commercial that's going out. Uh, it, it's going to be on, it's going to be on TV and then actually it's going to be on TV as of Monday. On, on various stations, and we had a lot of fun with this commercial. We went back and forth trying to design it, but of course, the famous Phil Falcone wrote the whole commercial. And I just want you to understand that you know you can't you can't see it, but you can hear it right now. I'm going to play it for you guys. But but realize that what you're seeing, what you would be seeing, is different people in different sections. You know, like some guy watching TV, some guy in a bar, a couple of ladies walking down the street and seeing a billboard of investor schooling, and that's what you're that's what you would be seeing. So here's what the, how the commercial starts, and it goes just like this. Investor schooling needs a new slogan. Investor schooling, never heard of. Investor schooling, never heard of. 
Infest or schooling. Never heard of them. Any suggestions? Phil? Investor schooling. We never heard of you either. Investor schooling. We never heard of you either. Register for a free class at investorschooling.com. So I think that could actually work as a radio commercial. I, I think it could work as a radio commercial too, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, yeah I think it was yeah. actually pretty good, right? I think it's pretty funny. It, it is actually pretty funny. I so I don't know if we want to make investor schooling, we never heard of you either, and be our slogan forever. But I think it's it's funny. It's a start. It is funny. So yeah, I mean, if you if you uh, you know if you heard it or saw, saw it, please call us eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven and tell us what you think about it. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, my mother called me today and she said she had some concerns about the commercial because my mother is a little bit different than your mother. I love my mother very much, but she's not as business oriented as you. Uh-huh. She said, "Shouldn't you tell people that you could get rich by going to investor schooling?" And I said, Ma, first of all, it's in there. But more importantly, the whole idea is to get people interested in watching the commercial and saying, hey, what the heck is going on here? Who are these people? And she didn't get it. So can you assure my mom that... She thought it was very funny. I saw her comments. She did. She did think it was funny, yes. She did think it was very funny. Yes. So, you know, I think what, what happens to people sometimes is that, like, their initial reaction is usually the right one. And people will often begin to think too much about it. It's just a 30-second commercial. That's all it is. We're not, it's, we're not changing the world with this commercial. It's just a commercial. It's not a funny, yet. It's a funny <laughs> commercial where we get to – and what we did when I, when I wrote this commercial, what I was trying to do is tie in the billboard along with the radio ad, along with – like of seeing a guy looking at Facebook investor schooling on Facebook. So we're tying in different forms of marketing that we're doing all into the commercial. And and it's I think it's very clever and I think it's funny. I think it's actually I think it's brilliant. I think it looked even better after you know after we actually saw it I, I thought it looked better than mm. even the way we talked about it in our local meeting. So I think it's going to be great. If you guys <laughs> tell us about it, we'd love to hear it. If you tag us on Facebook and yeah. say, "Hey, I saw your commercial." We'd love to we'd love to hear that too. I do have one comment about it. Sure. Um, well, actually, a couple. So I watched it a few times when I was in Florida, and I and I am happy with it. I am happy with it. I felt like the text that you put on the top and the bottom of the commercial sort of takes your eyes away from the. It's kind of like if you're on a sales appointment, you never hand a guy a brochure because what happens is he starts reading the brochure sure. and he stops listening to you. Sure. And to me, the verbiage on the top and the bottom of the commercial took my eyes away from the commercial itself. Not the first time, though. Not, uh, you know, the the whole thing about it was I already knew what the commercial right. was all about. Right, so right. I, I'm probably not a great person right. to answer that, but it did pull my eyes away. And, and that's what, and that <clears throat> it's actually the answer to my mother's question, is that the first time you see that, you don't see the words. After you see it a couple of times, you start to see the words, and that's what I think where the commercial is going to actually work. But we'll find out. Well, maybe, maybe. But either way, we've got four more minutes to talk about what's going to happen in the stock market next week. Let's do it. So why don't we talk about that real quick? So, by the way, if you guys ever want to come and want to find out more about more about the stock market, real estate, you can go to investorschooling.com and sign up for this Thursday night class. Investorschooling.com. It's free, by the way. You can come. Is it you complimentary? Learn- it's complimenting your and free. And we'll have coffee. <laughs> and you and we'll have coffee and Robin and Robin will say hi and you can be introduced to the famous the famous Robin Scott who will be here this week. As a matter of fact, anybody who comes here anybody who comes here and, and uh, is not a student already and mentions Robin could have an not only a cup of coffee but a donut too. 
Thank you, my dear All right, man. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so the stock market this week. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting day. I'm actually looking forward. In about two hours, we're going to see the futures, and I am really, I, I'm up in the air. I, I don't know. It, I, I got a feeling that the stock market surprisingly is going to like Biden, and I'm surprised, but it, they're going to like Biden. However, I'm really, I'm going to be really glad if if uh, if I'm wrong. So we said about two weeks ago, we said to be in 75% cash going into the election. The interesting part was the election lasted longer, so we got lucky. So I actually was able to get out of most of my positions. I actually have two puts right now and a couple of and a couple of calls. Nothing major. I'm, I'm less than 50% in, and I think it'll be fine. I also think the puts, because they're out far enough, they're going to go bad anyway. I mean, the market's going to go bad anyway. If it doesn't go bad tomorrow, it's going to go bad. I'm looking. I, 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 you know, for you guys in the market, I'm really sorry to say this, but I want to see a thousand point drop tomorrow. That would make me really, really happy. I'd make a lot of money on a thousand point drop tomorrow, but it has to be temporary. Well, it was pretty surprising that the market, in the middle of all that chaos, <clears throat> the market had a relatively strong week. Yes. And you know the the excuse for why that was happening was. They were supposedly happy that the Democrats didn't control all three Correct. facets. Right. Okay, so that because there's gridlock, gridlock is good because one party can't get too crazy, right? So maybe some things will get done, but probably a lot of things won't get done. And you could say the same argument if the Republicans had won the same thing. That I think the market wants some level of of protection or gridlock, whatever you want to call it. And you do have to remember that, that uh, you know, Biden is, I mean, he's the, the, the uh, I guess the, the, the news had predicted his presidency. He's not officially going to be president yet. I, I actually think it's going to end up that way, only because there's only so much Trump can do to fight it, and, and he's eventually going to have to either I agree with give you. in or, or, or just, you know, or walk away, uh, I, guess, I guess walk away at least with some dignity instead of keeping fighting something that he can't win. Even, even, even though we all know it was total fraud, he, can't, he just can't win. So he might want to just walk away with dignity in the next Look, couple we knew of weeks. That, we knew that this election was going to be partially stolen from yeah, us absolutely. or totally stolen absolutely. from us. We knew that a long time ago. Right, right, right. I mean, it, it was set up by the excuse of COVID and the Democratic governors that sure. changed the rules and blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. Here we are. I'm not going to cry but, about but it. But all of that let's, let's is on. going into the stock market. All of that is a plus. So, you know, I, I, you may find this surprising, but if Biden gets elected, oil stocks are going to soar. Now, you're thinking, wait a minute, didn't he say that he was going to shut down oil and everything was going to go to electric and blah, 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 green energy? First of all, that's 3,000, that's 2035, so that's really far out. Plus, on top of that, we're now going to have COVID's going to stop. You know, basically, you know, if we're all correct and COVID was this big excuse for, for us to, to uh, vote with, you know, mail-in ballots, it's going to go away. So, so it's going to start to go up. I actually predict that there's going to be an article in the next two weeks that says something like COVID is mutating into a less uh, a less dangerous virus. And you don't even have to wear a mask anymore if you don't want to. But we suggest you still do because they, they don't want to lose complete face. Right. And and then by by uh, January, actually, by inauguration, COVID is going to be so gone that they're, not, they're going to hardly even talk about it anymore. Okay. That's just a prediction. Do you have any actual picks for us? So I'm going to say go uh, – yeah, I'm going to say it's tough because of what's going on. But I would say the oil stocks, RCL, AAL, the, the, these are going to be picks that are going to work, assuming that the oil stocks start to go up. You can take us out, Phil. All right. So I want to thank our producer, Philip 
Roselle, Ro Rossi, Philip Rossi Jr. for helping us out today, okay? Don't forget to visit Investor Schooling for your free and complimentary class this Thursday night at 7 p.m. on real estate investing and stock options. You can go to investorschooling.com and you can find out all about our classes Thursday night at 7 o'clock. This Thursday night at 7 o'clock. You definitely want to come out and see it. We also have the Investor Brokerage if you need a place to hang your real estate license and do investing deals. I'm Phil Falcone for Investor Schooling Live. We out of here.